B-Pod Studios. Video games. Yes, you can! Comic books. Nothing is impossible. Sci-fi. Just anime. Do it! If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. What are you waiting for? This is Nerd Radio. Make your dreams come true! Hey, it's Chuck Bean live from Astronomicon and uh, starting the morning off here on Saturday morning, standing here with Ashley Kalthoff. You are uh, one of the cosplayers that are here. You are the uh, lead. What, what's your, your, for Dysfunction Studios, what's the uh, official title? Well, I am Dysfunctional, but it's Diffusional Studios. Oh, I'm sorry, Diffusional. You're completely fine. I get that all the time. Um, we are here running Astronomicon's costume contest for both the kids and the adults today. Excellent, excellent. And you've got a fantastic costume yourself. Oh, thank you kindly. Obviously from Borderlands, uh, yes. Mad Mox. What is it, and I'm probably going to ask your partner over here when I interview her, what is it about Borderlands that has attracted cosplayers so much? I think it's the art style for me. Yeah. Being able to really, like, almost kind of paint on myself and on my clothing. So it's more than just the sewing and the fabricating, but I'm getting to do more of that traditional end as well right. on top of that, that cosplay. Yeah, and I, I would imagine it's, it's twice as challenging because you have to try and hit that art style at the same time. You want it to all cohesively flow together, so making different materials and, and different fabrics all seem like they flow and mesh together. For Sometimes sure. can be a challenge, but when you hit that groove, like oh, I'm sure. that momentum gets going and you're good. <laughs> is there is there have been there there been times when you've done a cosplay and then you try it on and you look in the mirror and it, you don't even recognize yourself? Um, Moxie tends to be that one. Her B2, I've really honed and owned that makeup. So when I put it on, I look at me, I'm like, oh, right. oh, she's staring right back at me. That's awesome. Um, so eventually, her B3 look that I'm sporting right now will will hit that stride after I've, I've donned it and had to, you know, do the makeup a couple more For times. Sure. Is there a specific, because cosplaying incorporates a lot of stuff. It's not just making a costume. You've got to do, like, the wig. You've got to do the makeup and stuff. Is there a specific part of it that you feel is your strength or is there a specific part of it that is your favorite part? Um, I do like the sewing and the fabricating. So I have a degree in art and design with mm. concentrational studies in welding and painting. So that whole hands-on fabricating is is really, you know, the what the honey to my, my, my beehive, if sure. you will. So what I've started doing this year is uh, I've started taking that traditional uh, art styles and, and bringing them into the costume. So I've been... Um, like carving my own rubber stamps to print on my fabric. Okay. Uh, so it's just trying to incorporate different methods and different ways to do things to kind of keep me sharp and you know keep me on my own toes, so I don't get bored myself. Right, for sure. So, so hey, what's your favorite video game to play outside of cosplay? Um, so I'm really big into PC gaming. Um, okay. We do a lot of Twitch streaming of Warframe, oh, which nice. is a free-to-play game um, on any console, on any platform. We even do it on the Switch. I think um, I've tried it on the Switch. It, it's it's free. It's free to play. We love it. I love being a space ninja. Nice. Um, it, I like it so much that when TennoCon comes around, we make an adamant point to go each year in London, Ontario. Excellent. Excellent. I love Warframe. We can talk about it all day long. Oh, that's cool. Absolutely. Well, I, I checked out your site and I saw that you have you know plenty of cosplays, but I was really excited that you did the um, the Dead by Daylight cosplay, yeah. the Huntress. Because I just discovered that game and I've just started playing, and she's one of my favorites. That humming yep. that she does when she hack walks and in, slash like, and blood splatter oh, so everywhere good. is kind of like a ooh. So, I, so you're a little bit of a horror fan. Uh, I, I horror? No, I'm a thriller fan. I'm, okay. a, I'm, a, I'm a wimp. So horror does like. 
I will have problems sleeping at night. Like, no, I get it. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> no, I, I get it, absolutely. But I'm really, I like that suspense thriller where it's got you on the edge of your toes, but I sure. love fake blood. So when we went to the Cadillac stamping plant with the Huntress, I was like, let's fling yeah. the blood everywhere. Nice. <laughs> nice, absolutely. Um, so far, Astronomicon, yes. what are your thoughts? I love Astronomicon. We've been going since day one, which was Excellent. Astronomicon one when Snowmageddon happened. I was going to say, we're getting it all over again. It's like a yeah. like deja vu. I'm lucky that we strolled in on Thursday, so I don't have to worry about that till tomorrow. Right. Um, no, I love it. I love that it is a community. It is a family. Um, we actually go to a lot of the Astronomicon events that happen outside of Astronomicon. They do a Funko Pop Swap in December that we went to. Um, Twisted at their concerts, they have little Astronomicon stories and like meetups and shindigs. So I, I love the camaraderie, the community that is, you know, Twisted and Astronomicon. That's the convention cool. goers here are so kind, so considerate. I'll be walking in the halls and somebody's like, do you need something? Do you need a water? I don't even know who you are, sir, but I don't need one. Thank <laughs> right. you very much for asking. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, they're checking in constantly. You know, they see that you're there to entertain them, and they also at the same time want to make sure that you are comfortable and you don't know that's excellent. Absolutely. Well, for people who do follow you online, um, what can they look forward to? What are some of the cosplays you're working up to? So, we have a possible surprise that I can't talk about uh, for July, but we are hoping to be able to break open that box of Magda again, which I know my followers are kind of uh, harassing me in my DMs about because we started in 2017. Okay. Um, we're hoping to get her finished by the winter of 2020 for you guys. Excellent. For those that don't know, uh, where can they find you online? Um, you can find us on social media platforms at Disfusional, D-I-S-F-U-S-I-O-N-A-L. And we also have a website, which is Disfusional.com. Right. It's Disfusional, not Dysfunctional. <laughs> don't make the mistake I made. I may be Dysfunctional, but I go by Dysfusional. <laughs> Thank you so much for your no time. No problem. Have Thank a great you so time much. You weekend. do the same. Have a good day. Back at Astronomicon, it is Chuck Bean for Nerd Radio. I'm here with Genoza Cosplay. You look amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I look, looking at you, and it's like I'm talking to the character from Borderlands. <laughs> so, and obviously, I'm not the only one that thinks so. I wanted to congratulate you on winning the uh, at Umicon. Oh yeah, thank the, you. The big award. Now, now, tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Um, I won the international qualifier that sends me to a bigger convention in Spain, and that's going to be in September. And is that Borderlands specific, or is no? That... It's um uh, everything. Like there's different qualifiers like all over the world, and I won the United States. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, I just noticed the detail on the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. What's it about cosplay? Like, what's your favorite part of the cosplay? Because it's a lot of things. It's you know, it's it's wigs and it's props and it's makeup cosplay in general yeah just like what's what's the thing that you have the most fun putting together probably my props i mean i have this big table here and it's got you know swords and shields and all kinds of things that that sword down there seeing a picture of something really really amazing online and being able to bring it to life is like the best thing to me right and I see most most of your stuff is either Borderlands based or World of Warcraft. Yeah, so those seem to be. I the mean, t- those are the punchiest things to bring to a, an event like this for okay. sure. And I think they display really well. What are some of the other uh, the other games or, or things that you like to make props from? Um, I've made some stuff from Soul Calibur and Tekken, and I mean, I, I stick to a lot of video games. But sure. I mean, I also have fandoms like Star Trek and stuff like that too. No, that's awesome. But I mean, it doesn't translate as well into things like this. For sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. And and just the the art style, especially the Warcraft stuff that you've got here. Like you said, it's it's very punchy. Oh, like yeah. it, it catches the eye because, as I was saying before, the I, I turned the recorder on. 
there's an uncanny valley, especially the Borderlands stuff. Mm-hmm. The, just looking at the claptrap. If you've seen a picture of these things online, you're like, that's really cool. But seeing them in person is it's an different. even stranger thing because it's literally, especially with the art style of Borderlands, mm-hmm. it's like the thing has come to life and now incorporates a 3D space. Yep, and I try to make everything as actually 3D as possible instead of just having a flat surface. I like, you know, build it up and make it actually 3D. Right. So... Well, speaking of claptrap, tell me about this claptrap unit you got here. It's it's a fantastic lightness. You even got a light in the eye, which is really cool. Yeah, his antenna moves too, but I think the batteries are dead right now. Anyway, <laughs> but um, I think the only thing he's missing is like a voice chip or something. Actually, I have a speaker in him. I just haven't programmed it yet. Oh, uh, that's awesome though. Yeah. <laughs> I should have probably done that. For this. No, that's okay. Um, what do you want to know about him? Oh, well, what's he made of? Um, he's mostly made of EVA foam. He's got a little bit of wood on the inside, not too much, just because I didn't want to make it too heavy. He's got like a tractor. Well. It's like a wheelbarrow wheel, so he actually can be wheeled around. Awesome. He's not just stationary. Nice. His arms move. He's got, like, PVC in there. But it's mostly foam, um, and that's, like, a pretty common thing used for making right. cosplay things. Now, you, some of the Star Wars people will have, like, an R2-D2 that they can wheel around. So, yeah. Claptrap cannot do that. I have to push him, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but, like, those Star Star Wars people, they're crazy. They make, <laughs> they make crazy stuff, and they've got kits, and it's... They love, got their stuff together. I love that I'm talking to somebody who is dressed up as a Borderlands character who's calling somebody else Star crazy. Wars. They're Star crazy. Wars they're just crazy. crazy. They've, they've got the bigger fandom by far, and I think that they've got more resources to make things like that. So what are you working towards? You said you're going to Spain yeah. later this year for the, the cosplay. Is that a secret, what you're going to be doing um, there? It's, it's, it's in the balance right now. Okay. <laughs> it's in the balance. What are some of the things that you are looking working towards aside from that? Um, I kind of hoping to do TwitchCon this year, if okay. you know what that is. Yep. Big big costume contest. I want to win it. So I'm working on a Yoshimitsu from Tekken right now, and it's very intricate, and I don't know. I, I feel like I could get it. I mean, you don't, you never know. You just got to make an amazing costume. Okay, now, I've done a little bit of cosplaying myself. Obviously, not to the level that you are, mm-hmm. but I'm curious, as somebody who does it on an almost semi-professional basis, who do you think? Look, check out this face. Check out Sarah. Who do you think? Who Milo should Thatch. I be cosplay? Milo Thatch is the first thing I think of. Really? From Atlantis. Okay. Yeah. That's hilarious because I. But only because your hair and your your glasses already say it. I had a friend years ago that took yep. a picture of me next to a picture of him. And it was just like, there it is. All right, all right. That's not the first time I got that, but yep. I figured I'd check it out. All right. Where can people find you online? Oh, um, I can. You can find me at uh, Instagram and Facebook as Ganoza Costuming. And Twitter and all that garbage. <laughs> and if you guys are coming down to Astronomicon this weekend, please come by and check out this table. I cannot talk up this Claptrap unit <laughs> enough. It's amazing. Even these Warcraft swords and shields and whatnot, amazing stuff. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's Chuck Feed still at Astronomicon. I'm sitting here with Robert Carradine, famously of Revenge of the Nerds. You've actually got uh, quite an extensive career, but you were the you were the focal point of the the whole Revenge of the Nerds kind of franchise. You were the guy that came back from many of the movies. Yeah, I came I came back for all four. Right. Uh, two of them were were feature films, and two of them were uh, made for television. Right. But we uh, we we have you here at Astronomicon, which is a fantastic time. How's the comedy going for you so far? It's going great. I just I'm so blown away by how friendly everybody is here in the Midwest. I mean, just really cool people. Do you hear about, like, New York or Detroit drivers or something like that? And you well, I've, the I've, I've been to New York, I've been to New Jersey, and there's a little more edge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
as you can see, nerd culture has pervaded everything now. Like you've got the, all the movies, the Marvel movies, the comic books are a big thing. When you guys were doing the original uh, Revenge of the Nerd movies, did you ever dream that possibly the, the outsiders would at one day become the insiders? I don't think we really thought about it, and several of us uh, wanted nothing to do with the movie that had the word nerd in the title. Right. Uh, and then we got on location, and by that time we're committed because right. you know they signed us. And the first day we shot was the scene in the uh, station wagon where uh, we got the cruise control locked on 35. Let's run our on up to 37. <laughs> and you uh, had the laugh with me and my dad. Sure. The honk laugh. Yep. So the next day they showed the footage from the first day. And I didn't want to go see it because I was freaked out. You know, I, I just wasn't quite knowing how I was going to look as a nerd. Right. So the guys, the other nerds, went to the dailies and they came out. And they said, oh, we get it, man. I go, get what? They said, you're playing it for real. I said, yeah. These guys don't know they're nerds. Right. I mean, it's like when Ogre starts going, nerds! <laughs> and me and Anthony Edwards are looking around like, where are they? <laughs> That's fantastic. Do you still keep in touch with some of the uh, some of the cast and crew? Yes. Still close? Yes. Uh, you know, sometimes we do conventions where all of us are there. Oh, that's fantastic. And we completely reconnect. But the guy uh, that I actually hang out with is Curtis Armstrong, who played Booger. Excellent. And sometimes I'll see Larry B. Scott, who played Lamar. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen Brian Tochi outside of a convention but every time we, we all get together, it's like no time has passed. That's awesome. So the, I mean, we're talking 35 years ago, and we're still tight. Yeah. Now, I like to ask, going back to nerd culture, you, you see, like, with the Marvel movies and even DC movies, that a lot of the superhero stuff is coming up. If you had your pick, who would you like to play in, say, a Marvel or a DC movie? Do you have a Marvel movie? Yeah, if there was a superhero that you could pick, do you have one that you're like, man, I could, I could really nail that guy? Who's the guy? Uh, is it a guy that shoots the freeze? Iceman. I would like to play Iceman. You like to be Iceman in the X Men? Oh, such a great, great character. Yeah, that would be fun. It would I be could fun. see that. That would yeah. be super awesome. Yeah. What do you got coming out? What are you working on right now? I'm working on a, a, a re release of the Lizzie McGuire television series, which was a series that ran on uh, Disney Channel right. from 2000 to 2004. Uh, we're making a new one. Are they putting that on the new service, the streaming? Yes, you know? it's going to be on the Disney Plus. And I think back at the end of August, Hillary Duff, who plays Lizzie McGuire, of course, right? Uh, she put it on her Instagram and probably on her her uh, Twitter and Twitter, Facebook and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, all yep. that stuff. And uh, I guess by the next morning, she had three million hits. Hey, so, so there's there's you got a lot oh, of people yeah. are going to be seeing you. No, there. there's a whole lot of thirty somethings that are chomping at the bit. For her to come back, yeah. And also, you know, the audience that we had when they were uh, 13, 14, 15, they related to what the show had to say about that age. Right. And I think they're dying to see how Lizzie's handling her 30s. For sure. So we're all really excited. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to have you here in uh, in the Midwest at Astronomicon. That's why we're so nice. We're so excited to have you here. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, keep listening to... Uh, Nerd Radio. Yeah, Nerd Radio. Uh, <laughs> 101.1 FM. Obviously, 
if you hear this, you're already there. Hanging out at Astronomicon, it's Chuck Bean with Nerd Radio, sitting here with a hockey legend, Mr. Darren McCarty. Darren, how are you enjoying Astronomicon? I love it, man. I love it. I got, uh, you know, what the Twisted family does here uh, for Astronomicon being the third year. I was able to come last year and yeah. not be a part of it, but check it out. And the and the best part is is the, it's the family. It's the vibe, and it's it's everything that you want. And to be able, to, uh, especially in this area, to have a place where they can go for all three days and people come in. It's like a vacation spot. It's an option and, and happy to be here. I get to, you know, meet people in a different culture, I guess a different norm, and I get to learn stuff. Plus, I picked up some good vinyls. I picked up some vinyl albums. Like, who oh, awesome. Thought? What did you grab? I got, see, I like the, uh, see, Meltdown got me into, like, collecting and all those yeah. guys collect, but... I, I look for all the like the, the compilation ones like okay. you know I found one yesterday like Axe Attack and, and it's got Rainbow UFOs nice. like all the old stuff so again you never know what you're gonna find and and the one thing is is that you get outside your comfort zone um, this is a great place to be because when you come here it's family and uh, I can't thank everybody enough. Now, speaking of family, you're here with a good buddy of mine, Dominic. We keep that low. We don't let people know we associate with Dominic Rosario from Mass Effect Comics. That's fair. I mean, I just have to say, you know, we're we're in a... Him and I are in this business relationship because I own the right. Burnaby Blazers, the Pottsville and Lumberjacks from Western Canada, and the Donnybrook comic. And anyways, no, Dom's a great guy, and he's my sort of Comic-Con... Wing, yeah, because uh, we got a graphic novel coming out in December based off my book, uh, last uh, my last fight. Well, that's what I wanted to tell tell the listeners. What's Donnie Brook all about? Well, Donnie Brook. So Donnie Brook is a hockey comic book. It's more or less on junior and uh, on the minor leagues. Now Dom created the the season one book one, which has been out for about a year. The book two, which is the next version, comes out in a month. And so he created the Michigan Massacre. Okay, he needed some. Some stories to maybe uh, that you could uh, maybe fudge a little bit, and uh, we started talking. I said, if I'm going to be involved, I, I'm going to own a team. So I created the Blazers, right? And we got Brian O'Halloran who played Dante and Clerks, created the Hell's Kitchen Heathens. Yep. Roddy Piper's estate has the Kilton Avengers. Brandon Inns, former third baseman, has the Lynchburg Moonshiners. So, book two. We all get introduced, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So it's a, awesome. it's a hockey comic book because there's none out there, and uh, it's a different way to, to get across the fans. Now, it's a comic book based on hockey, which means there's got to be games that happen in the in the comic. How do you guys determine who's going to win the games? Well, that's all That's all on Dom. And, okay. it, and, and I would think that between me and you, Chuck, that they, I would think that he'd be scared of me the most. Well, that's what I was going to say. Well, he hasn't even met my him? lineup yet. Okay. You know, my guys are all built in the S of me right so it's a, so he's gonna have 20 Darren McCarty's down not winning the championship but it doesn't really matter just to be able to trash talk it's like wrestling who cares who has the belt as long as you're on TV fair enough now out of this like astronaut kind is a bunch of stuff we got pro wrestlers out here we got Love comic it. books we got horror movies are you into any of that stuff you know what I'm into pro, I'm into wrestling and I, I've met Brutus and Barber before and awesome. obviously Alexa Bliss uh, being here tomorrow but the big, the big one for this one, and, and Dustin, uh, who's one of the organizers from Twisted, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. So, yeah. weird science. I mean, come on. Like, back oh, yeah. in the day, he was the man. So, 
But I, I just love the passion, and and you know, actually, Rob uh, Miller, the the guy from Face Off, yep. the, the art makeup artist, yep, amazing, yeah, uh, amazing, just to see people's talent and. You know the passion. I love it. So you you did professional wrestling. Did you ever think that maybe you'd like to do some professional wrestling? Well, you know what? It was one of those things that you, you got to work out too much and be in too good a shape. So I was I, I was like I'd be a good manager. I mean yeah. I could I could you know I could see I could handle man. myself a little bit in the ring and I've done a little bit, but I'm all about the trash talk. Just give me yeah. the mic. I'd be more like uh, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar's. I'd like to see that representative. Right, for sure. Well, thanks for talking to me, man. Thanks for coming out to Astronomica. Exactly. Right, and uh, you know what? Keep it on the DL that we're buddies with Dom. Don't let anybody yeah, know for that. Sure. Well, I like to keep it on the DL that I work with Meltdown, so I get it. Well, I admit that when everybody knows Melty's my buddy, but you know what? Because there's uh, he has that one commercial about there's only one fan in his fan club. Yeah. Nah, he's got two. I'm At least two? Yeah, exactly. You're a good guy. Exactly. Although, <laughs> Meltdown, hit the friggin' net, bro. It's Chuck Bean here for Astronomicon, and I'm sitting with a WWE Hall of Famer, a legend of wrestling, Mr. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Brutus, how are you this morning? Brother, I couldn't be better, man. This is the first time for me at the Astronomicon, and brother, I felt like I'm on a rocket ship heading for home later in the day, because this thing has been unbelievable. And you've had a busy weekend just for us here at the Rift. Yesterday, my co-host, James came here and you got to cut his hair oh yeah four or five haircuts yesterday major yeah. major haircuts did you have to put the sleeper on anybody before you no, get my haircut no, actually they, were, they went voluntarily okay excellent cut, cut one guy's big bushy beard somebody throw him water you're not feeling that water i do yeah there's like a drip or something yeah, coming down okay here. as long as it's not me going crazy <laughs> so i kind of as a kid when when i started watching wrestling you were tag team champions you and greg valentine is the dream team and it was here in the motor city at wrestlemania 3 where oh, yeah. you you became the barber right um at at any point did you go to beauty school to yeah. to learn to to learn to cut hair or was it just kind of a like this is funnier if i don't know what i'm doing no i've been around the business i, I could probably hold my own with, with about 10 minutes worth of instruction okay but i could there's a lot of basic things that aren't hard that you can do sure and uh, yeah, they dumped it. They dumped the the, the the mantra, the barber on me without any warning. It's never been any kind of a barber in the wrestling business. It was doomed to fail. It was a rib on me from Pat Patterson. Okay. Doomed to fail. I went crazy. We we went from the shoot for the picture shoot to the back to the hotel to the to the arena, the War Memorial in Rochester, New York. I'll never forget it. And as soon as I hit the place, I, saw, I went to the empty locker room. They had this old, old place, back, basket style. It slid in and, and then would have like a padlock on it. And I was tipping over this, uh. throwing it down, stomping everything. I was so mad. I was like, I, that's it. I quit. Come out! And Bruce Beefcake, three years. Fever pitch hot right under Hulk Hogan. Right. And everybody else. And now... You want me to reinvent myself without any help. <laughs> but you made it work. I come out. Right, I made it work, brother. I made it work. A little help from Hulk Hogan gave me a phone number call. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, it was up. To, it was me. It was yeah. up to me to get creative. This guy, thank God, made the clothes. It was a complete nut. To this day, he's still traveling and doing uh. with the music businesses, the rock and rollers. 
But the clothes he made and stuff we dreamed up was epic. It was not, had nothing like it had ever been seen before in the wrestling business. Yeah, you and, and your your gear was absolutely part of your your look, your iconic look. Nobody looked like Brutus Beefcake. Nobody had like the sheer on the sides or anything. Yeah, nothing, and you never saw Brutus Beefcake twice in exactly the same outfit either. I never put two and two together. I never thought of that. There was always something I could change up. Yeah. So. When when it came to being the barber, and you, you know we would watch uh, we'd watch wrestling on Saturday mornings, and you guys would have uh, enhancement talent. Would they ask who wants a haircut to try and get that over, or, or was that? No, no, they would. You know, in the same way that's like paid who's, more. who's not afraid of snakes. Who okay, does? you get Jake today. Oh uh, yeah, not, nobody likes that that dirty. The um, smart guys, and there are some smart ones. They um, they always volunteer as soon as their hair gets long enough. Yeah, and then I have a, a nice little easy match with them. I, I'm not worried like my brain's kicked out by some amateur. Right. Because it can happen. There's no guarantees in there. You know, it's a, it, people think it's a joke. It is life and death every time you step to those ropes. I've seen so many colleagues so many, die right in the ring. There's been so many injuries that were just something somebody's done a million times. Now, like a lot of wrestlers in the 90s, you moved from the WWF territory over to the WCW territory. And you had a lot of gimmicks over in WCW. <laughs> were there were were there any that were specifically something you pitched or were there any that you, uh, you enjoyed even more than being the barber? Because I know um, at one point you were the disciple, you were the man with no name. I, one of the ones I definitely wanted to ask you about, you were the booty man yeah. for a hot second. That almost precedes Billy Gunn's Mr. Ass, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I was also uh, the, you know, the booty man, the man with no name, the butcher. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kevin Sullivan in the Dungeon of Doom or whatever they called it with uh, Curtis, Curtis Ikea. That was a long time ago. <laughs> now... Currently in wrestling, you see that there, there's uh, it's almost like the territory system is, is becoming a new thing on a national level. You've got all elite wrestling, and you've got New Japan and everything with the internet and everything. There's a whole bunch of stuff where it almost feels like the territory system. What do you, how do you feel about seeing wrestling turning into what it's uh, becoming in 2020? I like to see competition. The whole reason it all gets stale and things aren't good is there's no competition in the business. First law of businesses kill your competition and kill your own self so you gotta have competition and they gotta stop trying to sue them and let them let them be and more competition is better for us yeah it, it might take some off their backside or it might put a whole lot you never know well brutus i really appreciate you coming to detroit city i love having you here at astronaut kind of thanks for sitting down with nerd radio oh man thank you man i'm just uh, going to the the motor show there, whatever it's called. The, oh, the uh, Autorama? The yeah, Autorama, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah you're only I've been like a, a few times away. over there. been a few times. and it was, it, was, it was so mobbed, I didn't even get to talk to anybody. I had to sign pictures so fast, I didn't see them. Right. Well, we greatly appreciate you being here, Bruce. Thank you. All right, man, thanks. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. I have spoken. Yes, absolutely. I don't think anybody realizes that it was W. Pratt. <laughs> like an inside joke. Right. Well, we every every Thanksgiving we have to let all the new people that come into the promotions team let know that it's a bad idea to drop turkeys out of a helicopter. Got it. Famously from WKRP. I know. I thought they could fly or whatever he said. They're a bird, right? <laughs> yeah, but they're frozen, man. 